Welcome to the Full Potential Podcast. I am your host, Nick Wagner Sr. And every week, I interview guests that share career stories, ideas, and experiences to empower and inspire people to reach their full potential. If you enjoy the episode, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. Welcome, everyone. Nick Wagner Sr. It's a little bit different this week. So I'm actually going to be the one uh, interviewed. So uh, Leah Calabria is joining me, who has been doing some of the mini inspiration podcast episodes that we have started releasing. They're uh, micro-sized five to seven minute podcast episodes about different different topics that might help you with your career instead of interviewing a guest. And uh, Leah was kind enough to uh, ask me to uh, actually go live with her. And she is going to be um, the guest interviewer today and interviewing me about my new book, 10 Secrets to Success After Graduation. So Leah, thank you so much for doing this. Uh, I will say I'm slightly nervous being being in the hot seat with you, having to answer all these questions, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun and I'm excited to uh, to talk about my new book. So I will hand it over to you. Yeah, I'm excited too. I appreciate you letting me co-host with you and and getting all the details and, and nitty gritty about your book, uh, which I'm a huge fan of. So I think first, first, um, how does it feel to have written a book? You have a book with your name on it that's going to be sitting in a bookstore. Like, how does that feel? Yeah. Uh, so, so I'll give you a quick update. Uh, it feels, it feels good. I, I think I, I, I told you when I sent you the, uh, I guess the pre-read to prepare for this interview, I was a little nervous uh, and I sent it to a, a few other people as well as, as part of like my pre-read, my pre-read people. It was, it was nerve wracking. Uh, I started the project in summer of 2019. So pre COVID mm -hmm. and, uh, with the idea of, I think, I think I want to, I told my wife, I think I want to write a book to help people with their careers. So it, it all went along with everything I'm doing with full potential and, and, and inspiring people with their careers. And I never really considered, I would say, uh, myself to be a great writer. And I say that in the book, uh, I like talking like this. I'm not a huge I'm not a huge writer and I don't even necessarily read a lot of books. I actually listen to more books than I probably read. Mm -hmm. So uh, my wife kind of chuckled when I told her that. My wife is like a voracious reader. She literally reads, I mean, I can't even tell you, I'm going to guess it's probably at least a couple of books a month. So when I told her this, I think, I don't know if, she, I don't know if she uh, really thought I thought it through because writing a book is obviously a lot of work. So, so it started summer of 2019 where I kind of started getting my thoughts down on what did I actually want to do and what did I want it to look like? And I knew I wanted it to be, I, I wanted it to be bite-sized. So you don't have to read the whole thing at once. I knew I wanted it to be interactive. So there's activities in it. And the, and the other really important thing, Leah, is I knew I didn't want to do it myself and, mm -hmm. and not because I don't consider myself a really strong writer, but more because I wanted that diversity of thought and experiences to share in the book. So, so that's kind of where it started. Uh, it right, right now we're waiting for, um, I'm working with Megan Hayden, who's the old owner of River, Riverbend bookshop in Glastonbury, Connecticut, who's doing the publishing for me. We're waiting on the, the actual, like the first copy back from the, um, uh, from the, from the print, uh, from the, from the print facility, which we can then we get the review to make sure everything on the inside looks good. And then once we approve that, will actually run the actual, the final, the final copies with, uh, with the cover and everything. So really excited, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's definitely been a journey. Yeah. That's, um, that's very exciting to be in those last final steps, kind of waiting, waiting for that final 
hard copy in your hand. Um, and I think it's good to have people who aren't readers um, or don't consider themselves writers to write books because you wrote it for those that aren't necessarily um, or you don't necessarily have to be opening, you know, three or four books a month um, to, to read this one. It's, I think it's an easy read for anyone across the board. So I think that's well, very much. And I, and I, and I appreciate that. And, and one of the things I set out to do was the target audience is, as I mentioned to you, early career individuals. So people either about to graduate from school or just graduated from school a few years out. And there's, this is no, this is no secret. Our attention spans are getting shorter. It seems like every generation. And I wanted to make sure it was something that, as I said, it was like bite-sized. So it's 10 chapters. You don't have to read them all at once. It's a couple stories, a chapter. And if you wanted to read, you know, one chapter, one, one week and one chapter the next week, you could do that. Or you could, you could do the whole thing at once. There, there's, there's no right or wrong way to read it. So I wanted to make sure it was easy to read. That was a big, a, a, a big requirement when I was, when I was putting it together. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And I, I know you're tar you're, you are always kind of targeting, you know, the full potential and, and what we do together to those early career professionals. But I think as I was reading it, I'm like jotting down notes, I'm, I'm doing the activities myself, I think a lot of it's really timeless um, advice and, and things that even as you're 10, 15, 20 years into your career and you're feeling a little bit stuck, I think this is a really good book to, to pick up and, and skip around to some chapters and say, Hey, I really didn't have, haven't had time to, for some philanthropy earlier on, or, you know, now I do have some time when we read and, and get some advice from, from some people. So I think it's, it, it, it's definitely timeless for me. Um, I think. Well, I appreciate that. And, and, and I agree. I mean, I, I think a lot of it will resonate with a lot of different people in different stages of their careers, but I wrote it. And I think many people listening or watching this will agree that when you graduate from school, you really, you really don't know what, what is next. Uh, we, we have this, like this structure as we grow up where mm -hmm. you go, you go to elementary school. If you, I'm talking the U S right school system, you go to elementary school, you go to middle school, you go to high school. And then you don't know, right? Some people go to a, a four-year college. Some people go to a community college or a technical college. Some people don't go to college. There's no right or wrong answer, but I think no matter what you do at the end of school, no matter what school you go to, you feel a little lost. I, I know I did. And my hope was that this would help some of those individuals feel a little bit less lost by hearing from people that have already done it. Yeah, I think that's great. And you have you have how many contributors for this? Yeah, so it's 10 chapters. It's 19 stories. And it's a total of 18 contributors, including myself. And uh, it, it, when I started this, remember there was no COVID. So I, I, did, I started this, I started reaching out to people in, like in 2019 before COVID, really not knowing how long this would take. Um, and then and then COVID, COVID obviously happened, you know, February, March of last year, we all were uh, experiencing it. So it, it, it stalled a little bit because I really, I didn't, I, I couldn't ask people who were, you know, dealing with the global pandemic, like, hey, did you get my chapter done in my book? Right? It, yeah. You know, I had it was a delicate balance, and uh, it was it was interesting because I ended up with ten chapters. Honestly, Leah probably could have done twenty based off the amount of topics that could go into a book like this. But I went with ten. Um, people like top ten lists, right? I do too. Yeah. So I went with ten. Uh, Try to make it. Um, the, the chapters I really thought I would made sense to go in there and then picking all the individuals <clears throat> I mentioned earlier, I really try to go with like a very diverse group of people. So, and that was, that was by design. There's people that are no longer working that are retired that contributed. There's people that are gen X like myself. There's people that are millennials. 
There's individuals that work in nonprofits. There's individuals that work in corporate. There's individuals that are entrepreneurs. It, it, it really a wide variety of uh, of backgrounds. And again, why the, the the reason was I think the different perspectives make the book special. And I think hearing from all these different individuals. And, and just what, what they've, where they've been successful and a lot of them share where they haven't been successful and what hasn't gone well, yeah. I, I think really helps empower people. So that was a thing that I really wanted to make sure I had that diversity of thought and experience. Uh, and it, it, I think, I think that's what makes it powerful is having so many different stories and it's not just Nick. Yeah. Um, no one will want to hear me. Uh, go go on for 10 chapters about my experiences after school. But I think hearing from all these different individuals makes it a lot more compelling. Yeah. And I, I like the added touch of the bios and the contact information at the beginning. So when you're looking at these stories, you have a, you have somewhat of a, you know, a background of this individual that you're reading this story about They're, they're real people with, you know, real life stories that they're, they're trying to pass along and, and help others. And then that contact information, so you can reach out to them, which I think is, is really cool. Yeah. I thought that would be, uh, I, I like, I like the bios because I think it helps people understand who is telling the story. Uh, and I think that's important because the, the, the stories aren't super long, as you know, when you read them, I, I tried to keep them relatively short on yeah. purpose. And so I thought having the bios was really important just to give you a background and like, okay, so who is this person giving me advice? I wanted to make sure you knew that. And then the reason I had the, um, the contact information and I let the individuals pick what they wanted to put in there. It could be their website. It could be their LinkedIn. It could be their personal email. Like a funny story. I asked my mom to be in the book. My mom is not on LinkedIn. Um, and so she gave me uh, an email that she made just for the book for, from a contact information perspective. But I thought that would be cool to, to do the contact information because you might really connect with that person who wrote that story and say, I want to reach out to them. I want to hear more about this or I want to learn about this. And everyone volunteered to do that. So I thought that was great. And I think again, it, it, it lets you connect back with the people that are part of it, which makes me really happy. Yeah, I think it's really welcoming, especially in those early stages of your career where you're a little bit of afraid of this person so high up, like they don't want to hear from me and they're, they're open to it. They're like, here's my information, reach out to me. I think that's awesome. Um, and then we talked about the activities at the end of each, at the end of each chapter, uh, where did that come from? Or, um, I think, that's, yeah, and, that's and I, I won't claim to be the first person that that's put activities at the end mm -hmm. of, at the end of chapters of a book. There's other books that, that have done this, but I just thought that I wanted to take what you learned in the stories and then, and then apply it. So actually make it real for people. And I thought the best way to do that would be to actually put activities right in the book and there's space in the book. Um, you, you've seen it cause you, you got, you got the pre-read, but there's actually be space in the books. So you can write, write in the book if you choose to, or you can always, of course, do it, uh, you know, on your phone or, or, or on your computer. But one thing I am planning on doing is actually releasing the activities as digital PDFs to share, even if you don't buy the book, just to help people out with those, because I think there's a lot of value in them. Uh, some of the activities I made, some of the activities were actually made by some of the people that wrote stor contributed stories to the book. And then I actually had a couple activities that were contributed by other individuals. So it was really like a wide variety on the types of activities. But again, I wanted to make, I wanted you to be able to take what you learned and put it into practice as soon as, as soon as possible. Awesome. Um, so let's just touch each chapter. Um, I think we touched a little bit on chapter one um, with uh, real life is hard, kind of moving from that structure of school. Um, and I think that's a great place to start with chapter one. Like once you graduate, you're like, oh no. <laughs> 
Yeah, I knew I knew that was what I wanted to make the first the first chapter, and I only I only included like my own story in there, and and I it was kind it kind of just sets up the book, right? That it's okay that you don't have everything figured out. You, it, it's normal not to have everything figured out, and and yeah, I think anyone that claims they did at that age is is probably lying to you. But yeah. it's it's okay to not have it figured out, and I think one of the things that I, I put in there that really just to me resonates with people is there's no syllabus for life. So once the structure of school ends, I think a lot of people don't know where to go next. And uh, there's, there's a lot, most of the times there's no right or wrong answer. So I, I wanted to just validate people's feelings that, you know, you know what, I don't know what to do next and that's okay. So that, that was where I started and that was very intentional. And I think the other thing that about that specific chapter is I, I kind of share like, you know, there's going to be things that, go really well in your life. And there's things going to be things that don't go well in your life. And the one, the takeaway I try to give people is try to celebrate the things that do go well, because so mm -hmm. often we dwell on the things that don't go well. And that gets a lot of us stuck quite often. Yeah. I think that was a great start to the book for everyone to kind of take a deep breath, understand that they're now making their own decisions and then to moving into the next chapters where they can do some of that work where they've kind of, acknowledge that okay now now this is starting and i can look deep some because some of the chapters go pretty deep into into some of the work you you need to do on yourself so i think that was a great um starting point um and then chapter two i think the the flow of the book is really nice because chapter two so so you give this real life is hard realization and then chapter two talks about their support system um yeah it's funny you mentioned the flow that was not easy i um I have, I, I honestly, I have like probably 50 plus people I, I, I could thank for the book, including the contributors that, that went into this. But one of the, one of the contributors, uh, you know, I, I shared some of the, the titles of the story, the story, the stories with her, the chapters with her. And she's like, I don't really think that's that great of a, of, of a chapter title. You should probably rewrite that. Right. So I got, I got a lot of good feedback from a lot of people to help me with the names of the chapters and the flow of it and how I wanted to put it all together and what, what made sense from like the, like the order, but yeah, the support system, we all have a support system. And, and what I try to go over in that chapter is the importance of having that support system. And then the activity helps you identify who, who, who should actually be in your support system. Because a lot of times you may have a support system when you're in school, your support system, just like you has to evolve. And that's what that's the thing I try to help people do in that chapter is understand the importance of it and then help you figure out who needs to be in it and why, because when when you have on this journey of life, Leah, um, who the people that are there for you, whether they're family or friends or colleagues or mentors or sponsors or someone from a religious organization, no matter who it is, all of these people help you in different ways. And I just think it's so important to know who they are and when you need to get in touch with them to actually ask for help. Yeah, I think that's that's important too. Um, as you're making those decisions, there is there isn't a lack of that. You can still lean on people. You're you're the one still making that decision, but there's still people who have had you know different experiences that you can pull into that. And to your point, that ever evolving. Um, you know, pulling some, a different kind of mentor in depending on, on where you're going. Um, so I thought that was a really, a really nice transition into, hey, it's hard, but here, list out your support system and then people feel a little less, or a little It'll be less hard. About, yeah. Yes. It'll be less hard if you, if you leverage those individuals. Absolutely. Exactly. Um, and then the, the third chapter goes into the, the importance of family and friends. 
Yeah, and and that was, you know, again, family and friends are obviously going to be a part of your support system. But the reason I, I put that in there is be is 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 simply because I. A lot of times we get done with school and we're so focused on our career that we lose sight of our family and friends. And, and it's all work, 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 work. And some of the stories um, in, in the book talk about that. And what that, you know, what is the impact of that? So if you do prioritize work over your, your career over everything else, what, what, what does that mean for you? And I, 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 there's two very real stories of, of two different individuals that experienced that and what that meant for them. And, you know, again, I try to be, I try to let people again, it's their decision, but I want them to have all the, all the facts going into, you know, what, why is that work-life balance so important and, mm -hmm. and, and, and keeping those family and friends. So, um, you know, that one, um, that one really hit home for me, the stories, especially just because, um, I, when you and I have, have both talked about this, I have, I have three little kids and as they grow up, um, I always say like, you know, the days go slow and the years fly by and, you know, I have a nine-year-old all of a sudden, like, I don't know how that happened. And it just, it goes by quick. So it's important, I think, to make sure people know that. Yeah. And I think, I think for me with a, with a new, um, like I have a 20 month old, so this is all kind of new for me. And I think balancing your, your family and your friends early on and in, in, for me in my career was different than it is now. And I, I was, I really like the activity that you put in this chapter, um, and something that you can kind of revisit as, as that dynamic changes. Um, so I thought that was, that was a really important kind of touch on, um, that work-life balance and initiating that from the get-go. Um, and then you move into chapter four, which is focus on building relationships. Yeah. I, I, I think I originally had the word networking in, in the title and I got the feedback that networking is for some people terrifying and, and, and almost a dirty word in, 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 in some in some cases. So we, 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 we remove the word networking. And, and, and it, I think it was actually a good point because the, what I talk about in this is more than networking. It, it is building those, you know, how, how do you connect with individuals and then turn it into a relationship? So mm -hmm. it's not just one conversation. And I have uh, just two amazing uh, entrepreneurs um, uh, that, that, that talk about this in the book. And it, it, again, I, like the whole idea here with the, with like the diversity of thought with everyone is um, when I, when I, when I put this together and look, I, I won't lie to, you, lie to you, Leah, it was really hard to figure out who I wanted to have for different chapters. And because when I originally had the book, it wasn't like I had all the people in my, like completely laid out who I wanted to do it right away. Um, so it was, it was one of those things like, I don't know, it, I, I got the stories down. And then as I was going through the people that I know that I thought could be a part of it, I had to figure out who would line up with which, with which chapter, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. And I had people that probably could have done multiple chapters, but I, I had to kind of figure it all out in my head. Uh, so I have two amazing individuals that, that did this chapter that again, they're both, both awesome entrepreneurs and they come at it in very different ways uh, at, at the topic. But I think it, it really kind of shows you that Again, with a lot of these things, there's no like right or wrong way to do things. And it's the same thing with building relationships. The way I build relationships may be different from the way you build relationships. So I think the different perspectives really helped on that one. Yeah, I think it, I think it went well beyond the um, networking. You know, it's, it's about cultivating those relationships and, and the importance of that. So I thought that was a, 
a really, um, really good stories for that topic. Um, and then you move to chapter five, which is don't be afraid to ask help. Yeah, I, I feel like th this could be a, a book all in itself. So I, I keep telling people that, that this is the 10 Secrets to Success After Graduation is my first book uh, as part of this, this collection of full potential books that I want to do. And honestly, you could do a whole book on just asking for help yes. uh, because it is something that I say this, I literally say this, like whether it's personal or professional, asking for help is a strength, not a weakness. And we talk about that in, in, in the story. And uh, again, I have... Um, two very different ways we talk about asking for help in the story. One is from another amazing entrepreneur I know. And then the other is from um, a very successful um, therapist who actually, uh, so a physical therapist who actually also started a nonprofit to connect people to help other people. <clears throat> so very different, different ways we talk about asking for help. But the, the, the point here again is we all don't know everything. Uh, I definitely don't know everything. I, I admit that on a daily basis. So I am never afraid to ask for help. And again, who do you ask for help? You ask your support system, which you identify in chapter two. So I, I try to tie everything together as you kind of go through the book. Yeah, I think I think that was a good tie, tie in, especially after that networking, which seems so scary. And then you go to chapter five, you're like, listen, it's not that scary. Like you just ask for help. And I, I like the, the, the stories on you hit on it. Like it's, it's not a weakness. Um, which would, I think sometimes people think internally that, that, and I think for the most part it's in, you kind of touch on that pride and fear, uh, which resonates with me cause I'm, I can be, um, a Leo in and of itself and be a little bit too, like I can, I'll figure this out myself. And sometimes it's better just for, to ask for help. So I thought that was a, um, and that impact of not asking for help. I thought that was really, um, good. So that's a, that was probably one of my favorite chapters. Um, and then you move to chapter six, um, learning is a lifelong process. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so, I think this is so important because again, this is targeted to people that are done with school. And I think a, a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm done with school. Formal learning is over. And, and okay, formal learning may be over in the sense of you're not in a classroom, but the informal learning never ends. And if what, you know, no matter what job you take, whether it's a corporate job, working for someone else, being an entrepreneur, working for a government entity, working for a nonprofit, you're gonna have to learn what the job is. So, so this idea of learning is never going to end. And I, I learn stuff. I learn. I learn how to be a parent every day. You, you know, you know, you and I can commiserate on that, right? We're always learning how to be, you know, what it's like to be a parent. Uh, I'm always learning as far as you know. I'm someone that I just I, I love LinkedIn. I think I've, I'm never shy about that and learning there from from other individuals. I learn by listening to podcasts. Um, that's not why I, I, that's not the only reason I have a podcast, but I love learning from podcasts. You learn from books. So you, I think a lot of people just love, and again, access to information is, is now easier than ever with the internet. So if you want to go learn something, I mean, you can go to YouTube and pretty much learn anything, right? So, so I just think the, the opportunity for people to learn is, is just so powerful. And again, I think the, the two individuals, the two amazing women I have that are contributors for that chapter do a great job articulating why it's so important. And again, uh, come at it from very different ways and very different backgrounds. And I, I, I just I want to make sure people embrace learning their whole their whole careers because it's going to make them more successful. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and then chapter seven is about your career journey. 
Um, so setting, setting some big goals was part of that. Yeah. And, and I, I have two very different individuals. One is a mentee and a friend, and one is my former, my former manager, uh, who, uh, who is just absolutely one of the most inspirational humans I've ever worked with and for, and, you know, very different points in their career. Uh, very, very different, uh, in, as far as what they do. But the whole idea here is there's there's no right or wrong path for your career journey. Everyone's career journey is unique, uh, and I and I and we talk about that every Sunday night when I interview people on my on my guests uh, with guests on my podcast. No no pe no two people's career is the same, and there's you know there's so many ways that you can take it. So that's that's what I want to try to get across to people in that chapter is it's okay if you don't do this or do that. It's okay if you take a job and hate it. It's okay if you take a job and love it for the next 10 years. There, none of these things are, are, are right or wrong, right? Yeah. So uh, so th that, the whole idea there is, and the activity at the end is about this whole idea of a career map for yourself, but uh, just being okay with, you know, a little bit about the ambiguity of having a career and it's not just gonna go up like a lot of people think, it's gonna go up and then down and then up and then down, and then it might stay down and then might go back up. So. I love I love how the how they the, they articulate their journeys and what that means and how other people can learn from them. Yeah, I think that's awesome. Um, chapter eight was risk taking in your twenties. Yeah, so I I am someone who took a risk in my twenties. I quit my corporate job to work for myself uh, in two thousand and six. So this is something that. Um, I feel like I've done so that's why I wanted to have it in here because if you're going to take a risk. Uh, when you, you know, for many of us, we, we didn't have, I, I didn't have kids. I was not married when I was, when I was in my twenties. So that was the time for me to do it, which is why I did it. Mm -hmm. um, again, two very different stories. Uh, one similar to me had a corporate job, quit her corporate job to go start a business. And the other uh, talks about uh, the risk of moving across the country for a new job, which I think is, is obviously a very terrifying thing for a lot of people. So two very different stories, but again, uh, I think the perspective they both give you on why it's a good idea to take a risk in your 20s, I think will resonate with many people that read it. Yeah, I think that that perspective, like it's it's one topic of, of risking things, but the stories are just so different. And the ones, you know, kind of talking about how when you're younger, you know, betting on yourself. And I think it was that that was a really inspirational chapter for me in, in understanding like, take that you know say yes rather than no and then and then later on in your you know 40s or 50s you're like oh man i really wish i would have done that kind of a thing so um i thought that was a really a really good chapter to, to hit on um and then chapter nine was your personal brand yeah and and i think i think personal brand leah is something that you hear a lot about and if you go on linkedin there's personal branding experts um all, all over, right? That, that'll tell you how to do your personal brand and charge you how to do your personal brand. I have two, again, two two really inspirational women uh, who share their stories about personal brand. One is, is truly a personal branding expert. That is her business. Uh, the other is a, a successful entrepreneur in the wine industry. So they talk about personal brands. One is, is the, the personal branding expert and the other is someone who's actually done it, which I think is pretty cool. So again, very, very unique perspectives. But I, I just think this is so important, especially with the internet. Um, you know, when I went to college, Mark Zuckerberg was building Facebook in Harvard in his dorm right. room, so I didn't have Facebook. <laughs> uh, I think 
owning your personal brand is harder now than ever before because there's so many ways for you to share your personal brand, but at the same time also possibly um, damage your personal brand. So it's it, again with with uh, Spider-Man quote with 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 uh, great with great power comes great responsibility. That's that's your personal brand. So that's why I have it in there. And the, the activity is awesome because it actually helps you get started in creating your own personal brand. Yeah, I think they give a lot of good tips there. And then the activity to kind of work through that because that can be daunting to create your own personal Absolutely. brand. Um, so I thought that was a really like thorough chapter. And then that activity just helps kind of um, bite size piece that out. Um, and then the last chapter, which I think is a fantastic way to end is um, the power of philanthropy. <laughs> Yeah, and I mentioned I mentioned earlier my mom's one of the one of the contributors to that chapter, but it's my mom and this is an amazing individual. I'm gonna shout out everyone at the end with of all the contributors. <clears throat> this amazing individual, uh, IT executive who's just he's, he's he's so focused on philanthropy outside of work. It's amazing, and I put that in there, and it, it's it's not tenth because it's the least important, right? And there's there's no right more most important or least important as far as the order here. But I put that in there because a lot of individuals don't think when they're done with school that they can really give back from a philanthropic perspective because a lot of people don't have the money to give back um, in, in that way right out of school. But uh, I think this this chapter does a great job of explaining how you don't have to just give money. You can give you know your, your time or your talents as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, And I think for me, I don't, I don't think I did enough of, of philanthropic work in my 20s. Uh, when I was done with school, so I really have ramped that up in my 30s, and I wanted to make sure that was a, a big part of the uh, of, of this story. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good way to end it. I think how they approached it with those, you know, use your talents, use your skills, and build on those in those, you know, philanthropic or volunteer experiences. Um, I think that's that's. And I think that absolutely needs to be a chapter in this book. Um, and that's the 10 chapters. It's a, it's a lot of content, but it's, it's so bite-sized and it's easy to read and, and get, you know, feel through these people's stories and, and take the activities on. So um, I'm a, I am a huge fan of this book. I um, can't wait to get a hard copy of it. And I, I appreciate that. You know that. And, and, and they were meant to be bite-sized. And I, I actually even say in the book, you know, you can read this cover to cover if you want. You can read this out of order. You can read one chapter now, one chapter later. It, it doesn't have to be read in order. And that was all again on purpose. I do want to shout out to everyone, all the contributors. So, so first I want to, th I want to just thank my wife, um, Melanie Wagner, uh, who put, put up with me doing this over the past almost two years. So I want to thank her. And I want to thank Megan Hayden, who owns Riverbend Bookshop for getting it published for me. Uh, Kate Kormashoff did the, the cover for me and help with the artistic flair of the book. So I want to thank Kate for that. And then uh, my editor, my editor asked to be, remain anonymous, but she is amazing. Uh, and I will tell you that that was probably the scariest part going into this was like, I found Megan to, to publish it. And I, you know, once she agreed to that, I was like, okay, awesome to check that box. But now who am I going to have edit this? And luckily one of my contributors um, used this editor for her book. So I was able to get in touch with her and it was just, we clicked right away and she was, she's just amazing. So really, um, really, really happy to have found her. But uh, so just, I wanna just hit on a couple of the, the, the contributors of the book. So uh, Gary Burnham is, is in chapter two um, with, with uh, your support system, uh, Matt Williams and Eric Sherman, 
who fun fact um went i i grew up with them so i went to went to middle school and high school with them uh they're in chapter three of the importance of family and friends uh, the focus on building relationships i mentioned two amazing entrepreneurs so john jaramillo and david salinas uh, two unbelievable individuals that I have a privilege of knowing. Uh, that's 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 chapter four. The, the don't be afraid to ask for help. And again, I, I it was hard for me to figure out where to put everyone because I people could do different chapters. But Shannon Malkin Daniels and Michelle Puzo did. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Two amazing women. And uh, again, I think they did a great job like articulating it. Uh, why it's, why it's so important. Um, uh, one of my mentees and friends, Nicole Bacaro, and and, um, and uh, a woman who I actually, fun fact, met on met through LinkedIn, Holly O'Driscoll, are, are my contributors for a learning is is a is a lifelong process. And it's funny because I have contributors in here. I have my mom, who obviously I've known the longest. I have friends I went to, I was I I grew up with, and then I have individuals that I I met, literally met on LinkedIn, through, through you know someone connected me or I connected with them, and we've become friends, right? So it's just a very diverse group of people. Uh, I mentioned your career journey. So Jonas Bowley, who is a, a mentee of mine and, and I would now consider a friend. All my mentees end up being friends. I end up being mentors to them for years and then they teach me stuff. So they, I really just say they end up being friends. Uh, Eric Consolazio, who again, probably the most inspirational manager I've ever had, um, was, was my former manager. Uh, he's the other, the other contributor in, in uh, your career journey. Risk-taking in your 20s. So um, uh, one, one of the individuals, uh, Luis Valdez, Jimenez was on was on my uh, on my podcast. Uh, great guy um, who used to used to work with my brother. Um, so that's that's Luis, and then Christine Schindler, who is an amazing uh, woman entrepreneur doing unbelievable things. Um, uh, she's she's based in New York. So thank you, Christine. And the personal brand I mentioned. So two awesome women. That one. So uh, Christina uh, Musto is the uh, successful entrepreneur in the wine in the wine industry. She's the only person I know that has uh, a master's in um, in wine, right? Which I is really interesting, which I didn't even know that was a thing. And then uh, Stacey Cohen is the personal branding expert. She actually has a, a firm that focuses on a lot of things, including personal branding. She has her own book coming out uh, um, later this year. So she was an awesome contributor. And then we wrap it up with um, mom, my mom, Stephanie Wagner for the, the power of philanthropy. And then Mike Williams, who I mentioned is an unbelievable IT executive that I, I used to work with. Um, and philanthropy is just in this man's DNA and I, I, it's a privilege to know him. And, and again, to have him close, I think, um, to have him close the book with, with, uh, his story on, on how you can give away what he calls your talents, your treasures, uh, or your time, I think is, is so, is just such a fantastic way to close. And then I had a couple other people that helped, um, Jessica pair, uh, was one of the individuals who, um, provided me with one of the activities. And then I can't tell you how many other people um, I bounced ideas off of or asked to read it or, you know, asked for feedback. Uh, it was really, um, I have an amazing support system that helped me get this book completed. That's awesome. That is, I'm so happy to, when I get it in, in actual copy and throw it on my, on my bookshelf and, and reference for years to come. So where can people pre-order it today? 
Yeah, so I mentioned I was I was working with Megan Hayden, who owns Riverbend Bookshop in Glastonbury, Connecticut. Uh, a lot of people asked me, like, you know, why didn't you go through Amazon and self-publish? And and uh, I wanted to support Megan, who was, again, one of my old managers. She quit her corporate job to start her own bookstore. I want to support her, and she's getting into publishing. So I'm her first book that she's publishing, which is super cool. Yeah. So... Um, if, if uh, so the, the easiest way to find out more and pre-order is just go to my website so it's nickwagnersenior.com backslash book and that you'll you'll learn more about the book there and it has the link to megan's uh megan's website to pre-order the book so again we're taking the pre-orders now with the hope of these shipping by the end of uh the end of april and again the timing i think this is a great book for people graduating from school whether again it's high school or college or community college whatever it is so I wanted to have it out by the end of April. So if you're graduating in May or June, it would be a good gift for individuals. Very, a great gift for that May graduation. Um, and I did pre-order mine. It was super easy, just a couple of clicks. So thank you. I um, appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah. So not, no, uh, no issues there on the, on the pre-order online. Um, so we covered it. Your book is coming out. Everybody can pre-order it. Any last comments before we end today? No, I, I just want to thank everyone for their support. Uh, I was actually at Riverbend picking up some books for my kids because um, I tried to buy all my books for Megan. And uh, they said they've had quite a few pre-orders. So thank you to everyone who pre-ordered and uh, and is supporting me. And and again, uh, you know, all the proceeds from the book are, are going to my family's nonprofit. So uh, that that's, you know, how I'm trying to give back. And I'm just really happy to be able to help individuals. And, you know, I just want to say thank you again to all the contributors because, I think the book is um, is is just I think it's so powerful because of that diversity of experiences and the people, the people's background that, that wrote all the stories. And look, it means a lot that I, I can reach out to 17 other people and have them share a personal story, of, you know, from from their career to put in the book. So it, it's uh, I feel very, very blessed that I have that many people that wanted to help me. I'm so excited to actually, like to your point, get it in my hands. Uh, every pre-order, I, I uh, Megan told me I have to go down to her store and sign, and then she ships them out. So, um, so yeah, that, that she said that's something she does with all of her pre-orders. Yes. She makes the authors sign them, so I get to sign it. So I got to have to work on work on my signature for that. But no, I, I'm super excited. So Leah, thanks for uh, thanks for making time and and interviewing me rather than me doing the interviewing uh, on the podcast. Uh, just a couple a couple quick things. If if you like the podcast, you know. Click subscribe on YouTube or follow me on LinkedIn. Uh, the, you can also follow the full potential on on Instagram and Facebook. And I, and I think the other thing that uh, well, just a quick programming note uh, here in the U.S. Um, of course, uh, you know next next Sunday is Easter, just like the rest of the world. So I'm not going to be doing a show next Sunday because it is Easter. So going to be taken off uh, next week, but we'll be back uh, in April with another guest. Awesome. Well, thank you again. I appreciate you letting me do this and um, look forward to, to the book. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Full Potential Podcast. If you'd like to hear more interviews, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform, including Apple Podcasts, Google, and Spotify. You can also connect with us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And don't forget to check out our website, fullpotentialmovement.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing and be well.